Welcome to the Business as Mission podcast, dedicated to those who long to see God glorified in business and the nations reached for Christ. Your host is Mike Bayer, longtime BAM leader and founder of Third Path Initiative, an online education resource for starting and growing BAM businesses around the world. Well, welcome to another episode of the Business as Mission podcast. Got a, a special guest today. I'm going to say her name and then she's going to correct me because I asked her to. She's not She's not trying to stand me up, but she, her, her, I call her Danny Geppert and, she, and she's living in Austria and she said, well, there's a there's a German way to say that. So Danny, first of all, you say it. I'm still going to say Danny Geppert, but you say it. Danny Geppert. There we go. Okay. Everybody <laughs> understands that though. And Danny, um, again, thanks for being with us. Uh, as I mentioned in, in this earlier that we you and I met in Romania at the BAM Romania Conference in 1999. Uh, tw- I'm sorry, 2019. You weren't even born back then. I was. Uh, in Bucharest, great conference. And we all there felt like there was going to be something special coming out of it. And there was. Uh, the mo- movement has really taken wings in Romania, but the Westerners couldn't come back uh, because of COVID. It was very almost impossible to get in or out of the country for a little while. So they took it on themselves and they're running with it. So it was just a lot of fun. But anyway, Danny, welcome. Glad to have you. So happy to be here, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. So here's the thing. Is, as you know, we, we talk about BAM stories. It really is just a chance to hear your story. And, I, and my you've heard me say this before. My thought behind all of that is I don't think theological treatises are going to push people into BAM. I think stories will. Because when people see people like you or me or others that are doing it, they realize they can do it too. And they become open to the idea that maybe God is speaking to me about this, whether it's international which is where both of our passion is, or domestic. It's not up to me to decide where, but that I love the story. So let's get started with you. I know you you were in ministry for a while with YWAM, so you start where you want. I don't, you don't have to go all the way back to I was born in Canada, but uh, anybody <laughs> listening to you will figure that out very quickly. Yes, I was born in Canada. I get compliments on my English all the time because I live in Austria, and everyone's like, "Oh, your Aust- your English is amazing," and I'm like, "Thank you so much." <laughs> I was born with it, so um, yeah, I was born in Canada. But we'll fast forward to all those years and um, end up in in Germany with my husband. We did, like you said, Mike. Um, we were in ministry for um, a like most of our marriage, we've been married uh, just about 15 weeks or 15 weeks, 15 years next week, actually. That's oh, why. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. We're really excited. We're really happily married and we have six kids. We just oh, had uh, baby number six in August. So we are um, a family of life and life abundantly in all things. My husband and I met in YWAM in Israel. Uh, like 16, 17 years ago. And you know, let's fast forward a few years. And I had four kids and there came this time. And I know if there's like any women or moms listening that, you know, when you have little kids, you you basically don't have energy for much else. But like mm. just making sure they don't die every <laughs> day and they have yeah. food. And I kind of like after these the the first four kids, or maybe it was three. I actually remember <laughs> three or four kids. I suddenly had this burst of energy. It was someone somewhere around 2018, and I just had this thing in my heart, and it was something I was carrying around before, even during ministry. Where I was like, "Okay, where's my spot? Like, I know I'm a mom, and I know I'm a wife, and I'm happy for all those things, but like, where's my spot in all of this? And mm-hmm. and can can I do more? And when is the time to do that? Because I was exhausted for the first three children." 
I couldn't really do much more besides cook food and have people in my home, which I did with so much joy. I learned how to cook and, and serve them and have hospitality in my home. And, and that was such a pleasure. And, and I'm going to actually refer back to that hospitality part. So that's why I wanted to oh. um, to say it. But um, in 2018, I had this word in my heart that what was like, uh, I, I can't even explain it, but it was like a burst of energy and the word create. And I was like, all right. Uh, it was like the end of 2017. We're going into January 2018. And I was like, all right, what does that mean? Create. Like, should I should I study something? Should I learn something? Should I? I love graphics. And I love computer stuff. So I was like, should I learn graphic design or photography or cinematography? Does it mean to create something there? Or or what does it mean? And and I was kind of online looking around, shopping, I, I guess you could say. And I I came across this thing. I didn't really know what it was, but I signed up for it. And it was a thing on working from home. And it was called the Work at Home Summit. And I was like, I don't know what a summit is. I just knew that I'd put my email address in. And uh, for a few days, there was like all these different sessions on ways you could earn money from home. And I was like, OK, well, that, that sounds interesting. Like, I'm not a business person. I'm just like a mom with a bunch of little kids and I want to learn something. And uh, maybe I could maybe I could create a little money on the side for my family, go on vacation and and support. You know, my husband's working so hard. Maybe I could earn something on the side. So I look at I, Every day there was like these new sessions being released and I was like, this is so cool. There's all these different ideas. And they talked about things called like funnels and 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 at summits. And I was like, I don't even know what any of these things are, but this is really interesting. And there was a session on blogging and I was like, oh, OK, blogging. You write words and you can like tell stories and teach people things and you earn money that way. Oh, that sounds really cool. Maybe I could help people uh, write stuff. I could write stuff and earn money doing that. And And so I started looking into blogging and I, I bought like a course on blogging and yeah. set up my first WordPress site and spent a whole day frustrating over it. I, <laughs> I, it was, it was horrible. It was like the worst day ever. And then going into like domains and connecting, I had no idea what I was doing. It was incredibly frustrating. Um, and I had spent all this money on a course and I was really afraid that I was stealing money from my family. Like these were really fears mm -hmm. in me as a woman and as a mom starting my own business i really felt like i was i was robbing my family if this wouldn't succeed like these are the thoughts in my head if this doesn't work out i'm taking away you know opportunities for my kids or food for my children we weren't earning a lot of money we were in ministry so we were like you know it was it was a lot of money to to invest into something like that at the same time i thought okay so if business is my thing like how can I learn more about it? And and um, we had some acquaintances in Germany who we had worked with in our student industry at that time. And they were all into like startup. And there was a conference happening just a few weeks after I did the summit and, and started my course on blogging and learning all about. There's this conference and it was a Christian uh, startup conference uh, for young people. And I was like, I guess I'm kind of young still. I have young kids. Maybe I'll go. Uh, so I signed up for the startup conference. And um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I, I just I kind of like apply for it, paid my ticket. And like the day or two days before the conference, I was looking at like what you needed to to do to prepare and be ready. And I, I realized that I had to pitch like at, because I, I had registered for it. I registered my business and there was a pitch competition in front of these investors. And I was like, 
I think maybe I read through it when I had bought the ticket, but I was like, I, I didn't know what pitching was. I just thought it was, I had no clue what it was. But I, I saw like kind of the stipulation and then I Googled what pitching was and I was like, oh crap, like I have to, I have to like have my, have my business in uh, kind of hammered out and, and then pitch it to these investors um, and create like some presentation. And so I quickly did that. And I, I went to this conference, got on a bus, said goodbye to my kids. And I felt like I was out of place the whole time. I was so afraid. I was like, they're all students. They're, they're like MBA students. They're, they're either students or they're 50-year-old men who are super successful in their businesses. Like that, those were the people that were there. That's what I was imagining in my head. And when I got there, that was the truth. It was like <laughs> students or 50-year-old guys who are super successful in their businesses. There wasn't a lot of women. There was a couple there who were um, yeah, like maybe one or two others. And I was like, all right, I'm going to pitch my business. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it scared. Um, I'm out of my element, but I'm going to make the best out of it. So I get to this conference and you know how you are at like an event. There's all these people and you probably don't feel this anymore because you've been at a lot of events. But for people who don't go to so many events, you feel awkward and you're like, I don't really know anyone. I feel out of my element. I'm not like, I feel like I don't belong here. So I'm just going to ask people questions. Like, I'm just going to go up with my coffee and like say, like, what are you doing here? Right. So I see a guy in the corner and one of our coffee breaks and he's like, I'm like middle-aged guy. Uh, and I go up to him and I'm like, hey, uh, my name's Danny. And um, like, what do you do? Why are you here? And I forget his name every time. I say, like, I, I call him, like, Bruce. I, I don't think his name is Bruce. I forget his name, but uh, let's call him Bruce. He's like, my name is Bruce. It's always a Bruce everywhere. It's always a Bruce. It has to be a Bruce. It, it probably is something else. And if he ever listens to me tell the story, he'll be like, my name is not Bruce. But anyway, I see him in the corner. He's like, my name is Bruce. He tells me about his history. Um, also in in ministry for years and they were he was actually originally from new zealand and i was like your english is great he's like yeah i'm from new new zealand and he he told me the story about how him and his wife went to cambodia to serve as missionaries and they spent years in cambodia as missionaries sending out like bibles building up bible studies doing all this thing for their city that they were in and um the the city had a huge issue uh with like sex trade because that was really the only way women could earn money well, was like and a good amount of money. Like there were other ways to earn money, but the if you want to send your kids to school and you want to feed them decently, that was the only way to earn a decent income was through um, the sex trade. So all the women were or many of the women were working there. And no matter how many Bibles they were handing out, no matter how many Bible studies they were putting on. Um, the women all loved God. They loved everything there. They just, there was no other future for them economically. And they noticed that as a problem. And then he was telling me this story. He's like, so, you know, Danny, what we did was we started a factory. We built a factory and we chose that our, our product would be t-shirts. So we built up this t-shirt factory and we connected it with the German market. And basically it, it, it exploded. It, it grew. We offered the women who were in sex, uh, the sex industry, we went to them instead of just Bibles and Bible studies. We said, "Hey, how about we train you to work in our factory? We offer childcare. We'll give you food, and and we'll give you uh, a job." And they were like, 
yes. And then he said, and the really cool thing, Danny, is that now our business is the number one employer of the city. And as he was sharing the story with me, Mike, it was like a bomb exploded in my head because I was like coming at business from one way thinking, I'm going to earn a little extra money for my family. This will be cool. Um, I'll figure it out. And the ministry part of me for like years working with like, you know, university students or, you know, we had traveled. We had been in Africa. We had been in the Caribbean. We had seen, you know, the need of economic or, you know, better ec- economy. And I put that to, I had never put it together. And he, when he shared that story with me, my world had altered from that moment. Like it, it took a new path just from that story. This is why I love that you said at the beginning of this, like we share stories because when you hear these stories, new trajectories happen. Things that you don't believe, you start believing. And when Bruce shared the story with me, I was like, I want to do that. I could do that. How could I do that? And so this whole business, like how I came into it, I came to it with like totally different ideas and thoughts. And then he shared that story with me and I was like, no, this is what God wants me to create. That's the word he gave me. This is what I'm meant for. How does that work? I don't know. I I pitched at this event and I pitched, I did miserably. Like I did really, really bad. I was super scared. I did it anyway. I showed them my pitch of my, um, what my business was. I don't know what my business was. I was just like, I'm pitching my blog with a, which is a bunch of information. They're like, so how are you going to monetize it? I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not that far. I'm not really sure what I'm doing. I don't, I don't understand business. And they're like, all right, well, thank you so much. That was nice of you. And, um, don't call you us, know, we'll call you. <laughs> basically. And I was like, that's okay. I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm just glad I did it anyway. And, um, and it was, it's it's the best failure that I've had, you know, if we're going to call that like a failure. I'm so glad I went there. I'm so glad I did it because I use this story all the time because it was a it, it was really a changed my life's trajectory yeah. just from hearing that story and being in that event. And then we fast forward another year and I went to the conference in Bucharest in Romania. That's where we met. And I heard a whole bunch of other stories. Right. And those stories just, you know, they, they kind of like filled up my bank, my my strength, my purpose, my vision to to keep pressing into business because those years, like from 2018, really till like 2020, was just me like trying to figure out while and having babies, while we're doing ministry, how can I build on this vision, this 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 moment where God was like, yeah, that's what you're doing. How can I figure out? Because it didn't happen right away. I didn't go one month and do six figures and figure out business and save the world and change a whole city it it was a it's been a long process that's brought me now up to doing virtual events which is a whole other story we'll be right back after a short break if your business or ministry would like to sponsor the business as mission podcast simply email info at thirdpathinitiative.com and we'll set up a conversation about your needs and goals and as I hear your story, it, I think about how many people you and I have both met over the years that have a similar track that they were following. They were they were going one way. God began to tease something into their heart, 
and they weren't sure what it was, but they knew he was speaking. And then you go to a conference, like I say, you, you didn't go there to pitch. You went there to meet Bruce or whatever his name is. And, and you know, I've, I've heard that so many times that it just encourages me. And, and I, wanted, I know everybody heard this, but I want to come back to the fact that here is somebody who had no business background, did not know business, was willing to jump in anyway. It's like, kind of like not knowing how to swim, but jumping in the water and you did it. God met you. And, and now we'll hear about, you know, what, what's going on. But I, I think about so many people that feel like they've got to be so incredibly well prepared and educated with degrees and business and whatever. And then they, and, and some of us fail miserably. Well, I have a feeling that you've done a lot of praying over your business and you've done a lot of God. I don't want, I don't know what to do here. You take yeah. it, and he probably meets you in some amazing ways. A lot of desperation. Yeah, <laughs> I've been exactly. in, in desperation so often. <laughs> I always love to hear my uh, my good friend Bill Job that he'll say when he started having problems in his company in China, he he walked out into the, I guess the parking lot or the field next to the factory, and he said, "All right, boss, you got a problem with your company." He didn't know what to do either. And and his story is like yours. It's this, I didn't know what to do. And God met me along the way. So, all right. So fa- fast forward. So now you get wax. Well, we're now, I guess, close to the, close to the present time. You've started getting into virtual uh, events. And uh, so you know, I'm gonna, I love the name of your company, by the way, for those listening, it's Risen Events. Like he is Risen. Risen yes. Events. The website is, is risenevents.com. It'll be in the show notes. Currently, yeah. and I don't know when this episode is going to come out. It's under construction, so don't. If you go there, don't freak out. It it is, but yeah. uh, it. So so tell us. I guess that. How did you start thinking about events? Because uh, now you had the idea that the business's mission paradigm was breaking into your mind yeah. and changing things, and so now you come along and you say, "Okay, a business, not blogging, but what? Where did where did that yeah. come from?" Also by accident. Like, I feel I, like I'm kind of. I knew you probably, were going to say that. I knew you would. <laughs> I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. I talk to a lot of people and it's like, you know, they're, we're just kind of like falling forward. And yeah. you're just like kind of, you know, just going forward. You're taking the action, but it's really messy. And then things kind of happen. And that's kind of what happened for me. So like you said, I did start the blog. I actually was really, I persevered in that blog for a year and then it got hacked. And and then I was like, forget it. Like, this is so frustrating. I spent a year creating content. I did all the things that people were telling me to do. Like, I'm supposed to build up my email list, right? And you're supposed to create all this content. And building up your email list is tedious if you're just like creating content and hoping someone will maybe read it and then sign up for something that I had. So I think by the end of the first year, I had maybe like 20 people on my list. And it was like my grandma, who I love so dearly, but it was like my family members and like some friends who are like, good for you, right? Like not a business, just like encouragement. And and I, I had not produced any income because up until like near the end of the first year, I wasn't really sure how to how to sell or, or how to, I needed a product. I didn't really realize any of that. So mm. um, near the end of that, I had created my first digital product which is great profit margins, by the way, which was like a ebook. And I sold it around Christmas time and I made $7 that year. And I was so excited. And I, sh- I remember showing my husband, I was like, I made money. I've invested thousands right now into like everything, but I've made $7. And I was like, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to give up, right? So I still had this fear of like, I'm stealing my family, stealing from my family. I need to create a profit. I need to figure out how can I create a business? Like God is calling me to business. So what does that mean? And yeah. and it doesn't just, you know, you don't get this spiritual gift of like knowing business. It, it doesn't happen like that. Unfortunately, it didn't with me. Maybe it has with other people. But for me, it was like learning skills. And that was really that time. So blog got hacked. I was like, forget it. This is stupid. That's my attitude. I'm very much like, this is stupid. It's a waste of my time. I don't want to do it. Got to figure out another way. And um, and then I I tried like an Amazon FBA, like drop shipping. I was like, oh, everyone's doing that. They earn money. I, I did a course on it and I tried that and I sold all the products and I was like, oh, this is a really bad profit margin. I didn't really earn any profit. I broke even. I don't want to do this again. Then I set up an online Shopify store because I love graphics. And I was like, okay, maybe I can like do drop shipping with like some of the graphics that I do. And I made this beautiful store and then no one bought. And after I was like, I, I posted one time on my social media, I think one time I posted and I was like, it's open. And then no one came and I was like, no one's coming. No one's buying my stuff because I didn't know about marketing. I didn't realize that you, when you have a business, you have to market and you have to talk about it. And and people like to do business with people. And I was always trying to hide myself. I was always like, I don't want to show my face. I just want a business that gives me money. And then I can like use that money to fund projects. But I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to put my face out there. I don't want to get on podcasts. I don't want to do videos. I'm just going to like hide behind a logo and my products. So that business was called Himmel and Soul. And I kind of like, I just, I, I stopped because I was like, I'm not selling anything. <laughs> and I took a break. And I guess around the birth of my fifth baby, it was about a year after my fifth baby, I started to hear about funnels and, you know, summits. Uh, and I didn't really know what that was, but I had joined a little program on building my first funnel. And I was like, this is what I need. It all is all it was talking about marketing and selling and um, creating a system that made it easy for people to buy. And I was like, I have never learned about marketing or sales. And all of a sudden I had this whole world open up to funnels and um, and sales and copywriting and, and design and all of these things in the online business industry that is really big right now is with ClickFunnels. And I was like, this is so cool. This is so my thing. I love it. It's like mixture of web design with sales and marketing. And instead of trying to hide, I started to understand that people needed to get to know me and my message and what I stood for yeah. in order to trust me, in order to like me so that they would buy. So there was that whole process I was missing. I didn't understand human, you know, I, yeah. even though I worked with humans, I didn't understand that. And, and I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we have to deal, especially if you're not coming from a business background, you have to kind of deal with like selling, especially as a ministry background, you know, being a poor missionary kind of for many, many years. And all of a sudden I had to sell and I had to deal with is selling good, is selling something God wants me to do. Well, Can this be a joy? Am I serving or am I manipulating? And, and those are big topics for, for people. And I had to kind of deal with that. I think God was just showing me like how I could sell, how my business could, um, could sell and how that was actually a service to people, 
how me getting out of my own uncomfort and telling my story and talking about my business or talking about what I offer was actually a service to people. And it was really a disservice if I didn't talk about it. You know, I was robbing like the story that I just shared before, like that's a disservice to someone if I don't share that story, right? It's a disservice to the person who it was is in a similar situation to me at that point right now. If they hear that, if you're sitting and listening and you're you're hearing that story, it I my hope is that through that story it would it would also be a trajectory shift, right? So through that time and learning about funnels and stuff, somehow I learned, yeah, like it's a service when my, I'm speaking, I'm marketing, and it's a service when I'm selling because I'm helping people solve their problems. Mm-hmm. So how did that bring us to events? I'm sure you're wondering is <laughs> Well, I did want to jump in real quick on your side. Oh, yeah, sure. love the way you explain not just your journey into being comfortable with selling and marketing, but just your definition, because I absolutely agree with you. I think most of us have this image in our head of a used car salesman or a door-to-door fuller brush salesman or, you know, some sleazy, gritty person. And you find out that all you're really doing is discovering where the needs are and, and bringing a solution to the, to the needs you just uncovered. It's a beautiful way of saying it. So thank you for that. I hope I hope that our listeners really caught what you were getting at because I think that's so important and so many people from non-business backgrounds, that's, that's where they get hung up. They, they, yep. they, they can do accounting, they can do engineering, they can all that they can do. They can do web design. They just struggle with the idea yeah. of getting out there and selling. And then when you, that it was great. I'm just saying all this so somebody will say, let me rewind this a minute. And into what what she said because it was really good, Danny. Yeah, like uh, embracing it, and and this leads us into events. Like why what I why I got into events, and it, like I said, it was a complete accident. But it was I joined another program. I invested more money into myself, so I didn't get in this process. I didn't do my MBA degree at a university, but I did invest a lot of money into my training because I kept realizing. I was I was getting stuck at places and I realized, okay, I'm missing skills or I'm missing like a my like there's a mindset issue. There's a block. So how can I learn to market? That's not just a skill, but it's also, you know, a, a mindset. And same with sales as well. So I invested into another uh, kind of a high ticket program that means it was a lot of money. And I jumped in on it and I was like, I'm not earning any money, but now I've invested even more money. This really has to work. Oh my goodness, what am I doing? I'm stealing again from my family. Oh, this is crazy. I jump into this program. I'm not saying that everyone needs to do this, but this is what I did. And it put a fire under my butt, basically. And I joined the program for uh, uh, not the full year uh, because I didn't have enough money, but I joined for a few months. And I was like, all right, like give me all you have. And what they were teaching in the program was launching with a summit. Uh, using events. And so uh, together with my sister, with that business, uh, we decided to launch this business that no one really knew. It was for homeschooling moms because I was like, I understand that audience. Uh, We make digital products. We make educational stuff. And we, like I said, digital has a really high profit margin. So I was like, I'm going to stick there. I don't want to deal with any shipping and i had already done that with amazon like sourcing in china and bringing it over i'm like i don't want to deal with any of that let's let's figure let's just stick with the information space um and digital products and so we 
we launched a summit called the Courageous Mama Summit for our business at that point called Wild Happy Family. And uh, we did it really messily. We didn't really know what we were doing. We invited a whole bunch of speakers and we followed kind of a process. And we launched this business to two, like it was over a thousand registrants registered for the summit. So in business language, that's like a thousand new leads Mm -hmm. in just three days. And we made our first four figures, like we made over $2,000, which, you know, for like most business people, like that's nothing. But for us, we were struggling to sell a $27 product and a $97 product. Like we could not sell those things. So to make 2000 or over 2000, we were like, oh my God, this is crazy. And like, we, we figured that out. We're like, this is amazing. And, uh, and so after that summit ended, I realized I don't want to work with homeschooling moms. <laughs> like I had now cultivated all these leads, um, over a thousand people. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I really want to work with this target audience. Like this is not my heart audience. And so I was like, I think I want to, and that that's kind of the beauty of it. There's a lot of flexibility. You can, you can pivot very quickly with you have an online business. And so I was like, all right, I think I want to work with women who are interested in business like me, who are, you know, they're passionate. They are high performers. They are, they're not, they don't need to be told they should be courageous. Like they already are mm. um, stepping out into things. And so that kind of, I had one successful event. I was like, I could teach other people to do events, right? I had one success. I'm a bit further ahead than other people. So how can I teach others to do that? And that was a a few years ago where I started to do that very slowly. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I I created a funnel for it and I got my first client um, who paid me $3,000 to walk her through and she did her first summit. And it was amazing. The beauty about this is right at the beginning of our conversation, I talked a little bit about hospitality. Like the only thing Mm. I could really do was kind of cook for people. Um, We had our university students come to our home. Uh, For me, falling into the event space was my way of being able to open my home and open my life to people in a really fun and easy way. And I see virtual events as like opening doors into my home and giving people the opportunity to come and taste. You know, food breaks down boundaries. And that's what virtual events do. Real life, like in-person events are really powerful too, but we're going to stick with the virtual event space because I can do that. I have six kids and I can still run this business at home and I can still create spaces, opportunities for people to come and feel spoiled. And uh, I think, Mike, right before we started recording, you asked me kind of like, what was the, what's the mission, you know, behind Risen Events? What's the, that gospel piece, the, the God piece? And there's many, there's many, but one of the really big ones is, I always think about, is it in the Psalms where he like prepares the banquet in front of the enemies, right? Oh, and there's always these, imi- these images of, of God coming and serving his people, like food and, and kind of like, adoring them with a buffet of deliciousness right and that's kind of how i see virtual events i know this is probably silly to a lot of people but i see when you're bringing people together with messages and with learning i love to learn i love learning new things i love connecting with people you're kind of creating this buffet 
and you're spoiling people. You just spoil them with with connections, with with stories that can transform their lives. And that's what I believe with events is that you're one event away from transformation. You're one message away from impact or and it could be impact in your own life or it could be your event or your message impacting someone else. So that's kind of like the whole vision behind Risen Event is we we want to impact the nations. We impact the nations by creating more stages, more opportunities to get those messages out, to create those opportunities to shift people's lives, just like my life was shifted in that first uh, startup event yeah. um, with with a story. So when you when you do an event, and I, and I love the analogy of, of I'm inviting them into my home, you know, I'm making them welcome, I'm making them know that they're valued, I'm sharing things with them uh, of value. Obviously, you're not reaching to the screen and giving them cookies, but but I wish. <laughs> but you, but you, it's the same model, and it, and I love that what, the way you explain it. So when you just a little technical stuff here, when you do something like this, I'm curious how you market it, how you get people to attend. Number one, uh, number two, how long does it last? Is this a an hour, or half a day? What what's yeah. what's the model? And don't you don't have to give away all your trade secrets here. You learned it the I'm hard happy. way. <laughs> I'm happy to give away all my trade secrets because you know my secret. My my secret plan is that I give away all my secrets and people are like, oh, that's a lot of work. I'm just going to hire Risen Events to do that. Right. <laughs> so I'm happy to give away all my there all my go. secrets. It depends. It really depends. So typically how we do it, we, we've done a number of different ways, but it can last from, you know, two days to five days. We're running a five day event right now. Next week, we're running another five day event. We did an event in January that was only two days. It was hybrid, so there was live and there was pre-recorded content. This week, we've done just pre-recorded uh, content. How it looks practically, how we get people there is another great question. What I focus, what I specialize in is collaborative summits, uh, collaborative events. So we have a host and then the host, the host interviews a bunch of different speakers. So we basically put all of these different interviews together and the host, the hero, basically. And all the speakers, they get to be on stage. They get to, they bring their audiences because we try to collaborate with people who already have a bit of an audience, mm -hmm. a bit of a following, email list, uh, social media, however that looks. And and we try to make it a win-win-win situation for everyone. So the host wins because they are putting on the whole event. They kind of get to be seen as the hero in the story. The speakers who come get to win because they get to benefit from all the other speakers who are also bringing their audiences and promoting the event together. And the audience gets to win because they have this smorgasbord of really succinct or specific topics that are meeting the, a pain point in, in their lives. So the more specific we are with our event and with the pain point that they are, are hitting, the better the event tends to do. Mm -hmm general events like grow your business tends to not do so great because it's really general like what business are you talking about i do i can give an example of a really cool event we did in january with contractors that that was a really neat event because i i typically work with coaches and speakers and stuff like that in the online space but we did uh, an event for contractors uh, a, a contractor they they're a marketing agency for contractor companies and when they hired us to do the event, I was like, oh, my goodness, I have never done this before. I have never I don't even know what contractors are. I had to Google it. 
I didn't know what contractors do or what that means. So I had to Google it. And um, they were like, okay, we want a two-day event and it's going to be whatever it's about. It's for the contracting industry. And I was like, all right, really scared, going to do this. We ran the event. It was two days, brought in about eight speakers. And the event did uh, over 573,000 in sales, not just from the event. So we had event tickets, 26,000. But because we have a sales process built in after the event, they secured, yeah, 500 or something thousand in uh, high ticket contracts within a couple weeks after the event. So that's what I said. I, I kind of hinted at that. No, I think that was before we started recording that it, it actually speeds up the sales uh, sales cycle. Yeah. Right. So yep. they one of their struggles was that they had like a nine month kind of cycle <laughs> where it took people nine months to decide to actually hire them. We compacted that because of an event. Because people got to know, like, and trust them. And then they had an opportunity to buy. There was momentum. And it was a it was a really cool virtual event. So there was not a lot of overhead there. They didn't have to book a venue. They didn't have to pay for coffee for everyone. Yep. Um, so that's that's really the beauty of, of doing virtual events in different niches. That, you know, it's amazing. I'm sure that the Contractors Association call, call that a tremendous success. So they're they're happy. They win. Your business wins. And all yeah. the people that are getting more business for themselves. I mean, it's, I love the I love the model. So, um, yeah. And I know we're going to have to start winding down here. I think I could go on forever. It's a great story. So, Danny, you have to promise to come back uh, okay. so, at some point. But so, what what's ahead of you now? What as you're, you know, what what does the next year or so look like in your mind? Growth and scaling. So, you know, we've taken we have a product. We've tested it out, right? We have tested out a number of times. And so now I even brought on a few people in in my team. So I'm not doing it on my own, which was another dream of mine is like, okay, how can I, I don't want to just work by myself. I want to create opportunity for other people. Um, another part of a BAM bi- business, right? We want to make sure that we can employ people. So that was one of my dreams. And this year I've been able to do that uh, because of the business that we've had. So I want to continue to scale so that I'm able to continue having a team and grow. So that is probably uh, refining refining our processes, making sure that we can automate a lot of things. So that's where I am right now is like, how can we take the product that we've created, make it, simplify it uh, so that it's just easier to uh, fulfill on, maybe think of some other ways that have less service aspects to them because creating a summit is it is a lot of work it it does take a lot of time how can we make sure it's like rinse and repeat and we can get the same like i would love to do five hundred thousand for each of my clients i have not done that so i can honestly say that was a really cool summit but i haven't had a summit since do that we have another one with uh them in another january one with them so i'm hoping like how can we take this process and and create it like over and over again. What do we need to do? So it's a lot of scaling the team and figuring out like how can we do this over and over again. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the team in a second. I was going to let you go, but I have a couple of questions. <laughs> okay. Um, so tell me about the team. Are they all in Austria nearby? You're physically proximate to each other, or is it global? Is it what, what's the? It's, it is. We have a couple in America and someone in Germany. So I have. Yeah. My sister in Germany, who's my funnel builder, who has been trained and all this understands how she works with me. 
she's also, <laughs> she has a coffee cart and does ministry. So for me, it's like, I love that I can bring her on. They're contracted out. So they're not full-time employees, they're contract oh. positions. But that that's what I can begin with. That's what I can do right now. Yeah. Um, I hope I will be in a position one day where I can bring on full-time employees. Uh, right now, it's great for them because she can work as she wants and still does mini- like still has time for ministry and an extra bit of money for them. So that's awesome. And I have two ladies in uh, the States. One is my event coordinator who I brought on last December. Amazing. And they're all believers. Uh, I've just been connected with them. It, I didn't do that on purpose. It just kind of happened that way. And um, another lady in the States who is my basically my director of operations. She's kind of looking at her systems, optimizing everything because it, there's so many moving pieces. So she's helping with the back end stuff. And they're all women and they're all like two of them are moms with a bunch of kids. And one is just married last year. So there's like little aspects of discipleship in, in you know, our team meetings and stuff. And I hope to grow it from there uh, as our business grows. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Danny. And uh, for people that want to get in touch with you, uh, is it just Danny at risenevents.com? D-A-N-I? Yeah, that's D-A-N-I. You can email me there. You can go to our website, which hopefully when this is released, it's going to be <laughs> done and there. And yep. um, I'm mainly on LinkedIn and Facebook. So if you just look up um, Danny or Danielle, like the normal Danielle, um, G-O-E-P-P-E-R-T, you'll find me in social media. I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to reach out to you. And I have I'm hoping that particularly a lot of women who are in the same position of, you know, they've got kids, they 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 don't want to go out and have the full-time job and make their parenting part-time, but they want to build a business that blesses yeah. others and what and love on their children at the same time. And so uh, I I think you're going to get I, I'll be shocked if you don't start getting emails or ping through your website once it's back up uh, or through LinkedIn or say Facebook. But I'm I'm going to encourage our listeners, guys. Please reach out if you got questions. I want you to get, reach out so much that Danny has to email me and say, "Stop them! Just stop them!" Take down the episode. That's my email. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Danny, any Thanks, last Mike. words of, of encouragement for folks out there before we sign off? Yeah, just do it. Just do it. I love it. Can you want to put a swoosh with that? Is that? Yeah, that's it's not a swoosh there. Yeah, it's not Nike. No, no, no. let's let's. Let's do it like, you know, together with God. It's Amen. not it that shouldn't just be Nike's thing, but he's gonna he's gonna catch you. You're gonna fall down, you're gonna fail, it's gonna be a mess, but just do it because yeah. with action, action brings clarity. There's a there's a proverb or maybe a psalm that says, Do not gloat over me, my enemy, for though I fall, I will rise. And that's to me, that's that's entrepreneurialism God's That's way. why risen events is because we fall I fall. I have fallen over and over and over again. That's why we're risen event. All right, so guys, this is Danny Geppert. Um, she, I'm not going to go back to how to pronounce that correctly. I'll just confuse everybody. But please reach out to her, share this episode. I think there are a lot of people that would be greatly encouraged by Danny's story. So, Danny, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. We invite you to become part of the story by supporting the BAM podcast at patreon.com slash BAM stories. There's a link in the notes with this episode. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or triventure.com. Please share this podcast. 
and give us a review wherever you listen. 